way we practice medicine is broken. Private practice owners, it's time to change the status quo that's leaving us and our staff burned out, and our patient dissatisfied because we don't have the time or the energy to give them the care they deserve. Deep down, you know, if you don't change your practice, things are about to get a lot worse. Five years ago, I found a way to cut my clinical hours by 40% while increasing my income and delivering top-notch care. Since then, I have helped other practice owners achieve the same results. If you're ready to rewrite the rules for your own practice so you can have more time off, a great team, and more income while delivering better patient care, then join us for inspiring interviews with thought leaders in the medical industry. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. Life is like writing a book. You fill up the pages with your emotions and experiences. The milestones that you achieve divide your book into chapters. It's an amazing story that you can share with the world. Would you like someone stop you from imparting your story? Today, Adriana shares with us her mission on how she enables thought leaders to publish their book. Join us in this episode how she empowers her clients to become the best-selling authors of their life work. Welcome, welcome back. I'm your host, Sabrina. And today we really want to talk about your story because everyone has a story and even you don't think you have one to tell. And your unique story presents you as the specialty doctor, APPs, nurses to best serve your patients, your team, and everyone around you. And for some of us, we choose to be speaking or become a publisher. And um, how do you craft your unique story? And how do you share? So people just not to say, oh, I'm another author, but truly making differences in the messages in your teaching. And that's why I invited uh, our lovely and inspirational Adriana here. And she started AMA Publishing and trained a global network of female-owned publishing house. She's a USA Today best-selling author and has been seen in Forbes Entrepreneurs, Huffington Post, International Living, American Daily Post, London Daily Post, and Great Daily. She's living in the middle of nowhere, Colorado, where she is uh, renovating her grandparents' home and learning how to be a homestead with her husband, Derek, and two sons, Sam and Grant. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Sabrina. It's great to be here. Yes, the two of us kind of clicked by um, networking. And I think one thing that we tend to forget is networking is not a chore. It's actually how we can attract the best people to us and how do we share. And that also go into whatever is that mission that you do. So I would love for you to share your story with our healthcare professionals. Where did it all start? And why choosing publishing and really showing people's best? self in books and become a publishing house. 
Hmm. Well, this is a great question. And truthfully, my start was a long way from business and publishing. I was a small town girl who wanted nothing more than to see the world. And so both sides of my family are from here, five generations deep. And they just didn't leave. They're very, you know, they're anchor people, they're roots people. But I wanted to see the world. And so when I graduated from high school, I was that straight A student overachiever who chose not to go to college, who chose not to do the traditional route. And I went overseas as a volunteer in my 20s. And it opened my eyes to see how many people live because it's so easy to think everyone is just like me. Everyone has my life. Everyone has my family. Everywhere when you go flip a switch on the wall, lights come on. And what I learned is that wasn't true. And so it was those years that I traveled solo as a volunteer that I actually began to identify my true values. What did I want my life to look like? And so when I returned to the U.S., I knew a few things for sure. I wanted a slow, rich life. I was not interested in the rat race. I was not interested in working uh, 24 hours a day and accumulating things that didn't actually matter. And so... I ended up meeting my husband on a blind date. We started a business and every single thing we've done, we've just asked the question, what do we have that could support someone else that could make their path a little bit easier, help them get where they want to go? And what we quickly learned is that every single business owner we worked with had this dream of writing a book and yet they were completely overwhelmed with the traditional publishing process. So that's when I decided I love making things that are complex, simple. And I began to create strategies and ways that we could make it different and make it better. And the number one thing that I realized is that with traditional publishing, we're waiting for someone else to say we're good enough to say, yes, we would like your story. And what I began to lean into was self-publishing that says, no, you actually say yes to yourself. You get to decide and give yourself permission to share what matters to you so that you can leave something to the next generation. That is so well said. We all have our life lessons and all these micro dosing of experiences are valuable. But some of us don't even know how do we put all that? Can um, people really relate to that? Um, is it good enough? Or some people just say, okay, fine. I'm blocking off uh, two months and just write. And once I finish, I'm hoping someone will pick up this book and uh, that will become bestseller. Instead, your way of seeing we don't need to wait for someone else to validate us. We have to just validate ourselves knowing each of those stories matters. And then if we don't share, that's a doing a disservice for those people who you truly wanted to change their lives and make things align. Most people that we encounter will judge us for who we are. They will judge us even if they know very little about us. That's a reality that we cannot escape in our society. In that case, don't get overwhelmed into thinking that people will not love your story. Instead, focus on how you can share your wins, struggles, and experiences to the next generation. Know your self-worth so you can get to decide who will accept you, not the other way around where you wait for people to validate you. And I do see that 
many speakers coming on to the show who are speakers and authors. And some of them end up hiring these big uh, PR agencies and doing all this work once their book is published. Uh, right. It, even you have contracted out with a big publisher. Um, so I would love to hear from your perspective. Uh, instead of the hassle we sometimes think about writing a book, uh, I feel like when I wrote the book that I had, it was great because it was collaborative work. And, and therefore, again, when we talk about the networking, we had 18 of us women who put together a book. And then my second book is coming out too. And it's just a different way of, as you were saying, self-publishing. So what are some of the benefits of becoming your own publishing house versus hiring a publishing company, whether to do the self-publishing or connecting to these bigger companies, feeling like, okay, then maybe once I'm hands off, get the best people on it, then everything will just take care of itself. What's the pros Mm -hmm. and cons? This is a good question. And what I would say is that publishing, traditional publishing has changed so much that oftentimes the concept that we hold in our minds of, if I can just get an agent, if I can just get a publishing house to pick up my book, they will take care of everything and they will sell millions of copies and I'll like make lots of money and I'll be well known and people will, you know, hear my message. That world doesn't exist anymore. Publishing houses, unless somebody already has a following in the millions, they don't take care of everything and they never will. And so sometimes we have to get out of fantasy and into reality. This is actually what it looks like right now in traditional publishing. So what I would say for the person who is dreaming about someone doing it all for them and making it all happen, that is actually not the life of an author these days. Authors actually need to be incredibly committed to cultivating and creating a community that follows them that's not actually following a publishing house. So that's the first thing I would say. And actually, while it can feel like, oh, I don't think I want to take that on, or that's a lot of work. It's actually the much better route. Because number one, we develop and we figure out really what we're about. What is my mission and my message? And we have a much stronger bond with our readers, with our audience and our followers. In terms of once you have realized, you know, okay, I'm not, that's not happening I think depending on how much time someone has, they can decide if they want to start their own publishing house and do that for themselves, or if they want to have a self-publishing or hybrid indie publisher support them. And same thing there, I would say there are things that they will handle. Just as an example, we'll handle formatting your book or getting it up on Amazon, picking categories. And yet there are things that we will say, no one can do this as well as you can. And in those times, really taking that opportunity to lead the way. So what I would tell people is it's really more of a co-creation than a, let me pass this off. But I, I also love what you brought up is this idea of collaboration. Some of my favorite books that we produce, some that are right here, are collaboration because instead of it being an overwhelming process, it can be lighter. And also in the process, I get to know some amazing people who I didn't know before. So that's one of my favorite bonuses is, is getting to meet new people and figuring out how we can support each other. Yes, it's so true. When you're in a collaboration work, 
we're tapping into each other's network, each other's resources. So when you book is finally out or launch day, right? I remember when I launched my book last year, we already have so many speaking engagement lined up because we are part of different organizations. So we're just simply, oh, who's available? Let's chat about this and to put your work forward because each collaborator in those books usually have a common thing, but all from different perspective, different career background. And that's how true collaboration exists is on how do we share time? How do we share our talent resources? Or how do I share our own high-level network, right? These are three main things. And then from a publishing, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe media PR in general is about relationship and how do you create these relationships with people that you don't know to get on these different platforms to share the message because we also need to know these platforms to align with what we are doing, with the, uh, the people that we want to help and stop doing a lot. What I see people tend to do is like, oh, I got a book out. Let me just speak everywhere. But they're not your people. So they're not going to respond either. Such a good point. Being dedicated to our people and knowing where do they hang out? What do they care about? What, what publications do they read? What are the places that they engage and interact This is really key because if I'm focused strictly on my people, I'm going to have a much higher percentage of those people engage with me, interact with me, do business with me, refer me, you know, create cross promotional opportunities. Whereas if I'm just getting out everywhere without being more intentional, I'm going to find that it will actually be frustrating. And I think this is why some people get discouraged. They go, I did all these things and nothing came of it. And this is where we get to go. No, let's be more particular about the kinds of people and the places where we are bringing our message. Correct. And and I believe that's part of our marketing and branding ourselves. Branding for we know how do we present ourselves in this unique way? And then who do we speak to? For example, I'm in the career and our audience listening, our healthcare uh, practice owners, uh, healthcare leaders. And so they already have a career path and they dedicated themselves, but then it wanted to be elevating themselves in a different light. So then that's why they wanted to publish a book in that field. Uh, one of my friends who I'll be interviewing soon uh, is uh, a surgeon that realizing he doesn't want to people to become on his table anymore. So he wanted to uh, be someone who's a beacon to say, actually, metabolic health need to be changed. So he become an author for that. So these mission-driven things, that is what we needed to be able to speak on shows that align with that message. That means nutrition, health. So uh, And then it's not just all nutrition and health wellness uh, podcast. It's like, who is he wanting to work with? Oh, the larger corporate leaders and their team, because that's so much a bigger specific way. And we all know probably 20 or even 10% of your employees that was the most comorbidity is going to be the most costly. So how about we create a different system to support those, 
right? Just like how we interact with any of our patients, probably the 20% of people that we ever see will continue to come back to us and continue to needing support. And that's okay. We need to be able to serve them. Your commitment to your work does not end in the last pages of your book. The work is only a medium for you to be able to express your endeavors in life. In order for you to impart your story, there has to be people who will read it. Whom are the best audience for your work, if not those within your circles? You can effectively connect your ideas with them because you have the same vision. And what are something that you feel like people haven't even thought about when they become that self-publishing author? What are some of the things, maybe mistakes that you see people have done? You know, because taking on a book is such a big endeavor. And really what we realize is that we grow personally, we grow professionally, and we have to organize our knowledge, our experiences. And so it is a pretty intense experience when you take on an entire book. What I find that many people do, because it does ask of their time and their energy and their focus, is that when they're finished writing the book, they think they're finished. And that's actually the starting point. I like to relate it to pregnancy. When you're pregnant for nine months, you might experience a whole new thing, things you never did before. You might be tired. You, you're going to gain weight. You're going to experience your body in a whole new way. And there's all this buildup and talk and anticipation. And so when we deliver the baby, that's not the end, right? It's the very beginning. Oh, now, now the real work as a mother begins. And when we finish our book, the real work as an author begins. And so what I would recommend is knowing this and becoming aware of it from the beginning so that you can create a plan. Most people, they need a victory lap. They need a little bit of rest. They need a break and they might need to have some timelines or posts, goal, I call them goal posts set out. So, hey, you know what? You get to take a breather. And then this is what it's going to look like to market the book, to share the book, to get on speaking engagements, to do podcasts, whatever it might be, to create a course that corresponds to the book. But I think this is where most people get caught. They think they're finished when they're actually beginning. Right. I do hear other people sharing that worry with me too. Some of the clients would say, what is this? We're doing all this work and then what? And maybe at the end of the day, actually people don't understand what a book is doing for them because they just jump in thinking, oh, if I'm a best-selling author, then I have the credibility, I have the authority. That's not it. What do you actually want to do and show for this, right? Before we jump into anything, that has to be a long-term a vision and not just I published it, I can sell the book, especially as you're saying, that's not gonna just happen because a lot of people, a lot of authors are start to coming out, which is great, which is amazing. We can share our knowledges. However, how are you making yourself stand out in that unique ability, right? And I believe that's why we even say pick the shows that actually have your audience. If you only wanted to uh, talk about corporate people, don't 
on shows that are for small business uh, entrepreneurs and they're not going to connect with you, right? It's not going to be the same effect. And what are some things that you feel like people should definitely pay attention and do more of once the book is out? Mm. And I love what you brought up because it's easy for us to get in to this shiny syndrome, right? This is shiny. Oh, this is what other people are doing. And we get caught up in those micro, I call them microwave moments. It's actually not where the real work is and it's not where the fulfillment is. It's not where the results are. So what I would recommend is actually pulling yourself out of this. There's, there's nothing about a quick this, a quick title, just checking something off the list. And overachievers tend to do that. It's one of our downfalls. We have something that we want to achieve. We check it off the list and we charge on to the next thing. And so what I encourage people to do is, like you said, actually ask themselves, what do I want to happen as a result of me writing this book? How many people's lives do I want to change? What will actually feel like success for me? It's not just the title of bestselling author. I would say 99% of the time. So number one, get clear on what is that? What is the end look like? And then understand just like anything, there's going to be weekly, monthly, quarterly habits, actions, activities, interactions, conversations that are going to lead you where you want to go. And what I would say is don't go it alone. You don't ever want to market and promote a book by yourself. One of the best things I did when I wrote my first book, and I will say, I, I feel like I was sort of in that beginner's luck um, category, but I knew instinctively that I needed other people to help me. And so I had 50 people help me with my book launch. Those were 50 people who were going to share it with their audience, send an email, put me on their podcast, bring me in as a guest speaker to some group that they had. And that is what it looks like. You can do addition, you can work alone, you can be that lone wolf, or you can bring others in and make it so much more dynamic. That's so true. I believe I did a similar way. When I published, I already have 17 other women who they're supporting me, right? Since we're going through the journey together, but I also personally reach out to friends, whether it's on social media or by email, by text, by phone, to share my excitement and share the mission of that book and ask them, do you mind posting it? or telling people about it and providing them with a short description of that book or even a caption uh, with a photo of the book. And they most likely going to support you. And if we don't ask, we never know what the result is. It's true. If we don't ask, we can never receive. And that's what I found as well. Almost every single person said, absolutely, I'd love to help. Yes. Because we're in the place and the universe of we always wanted to give. And that's why if you think about it, uh, any service type provider, especially in medicine, you got into this field because we wanted to serve. We wanted to have that change. We want to have that creation. So when people are actually doing something a little bit differently than their traditional way, we actually see that as, wow, 
this is interesting. I'm proud of you. It's going to be very tiny, small percentage of people's like, oh my gosh, right? And then that's okay because those people are vampires, energy suckers that you needed to get rid of. And we needed to be really truthful about keeping the most energized support system strong so we continue to move forward with momentum and one thing is in publishing and one thing is running your own service in how you deal with your team how you deal with your patients as well and all together uh, with that book what's the end result right when it comes down to it is it really about selling X amount of copy, or is it really about getting message out there for X amount of uh, podcast speaking engagement? Or is it just, I have an additional resource for my existing patients Mm -hmm. for them to take home, to discuss with their family, to have more of open conversation about the most common problems we're seeing. So uh, I definitely love it, this conversation on like really truly understand what's the purpose of even wanting to be publishing, right? You can be very successful, but it's ready from the beginning to the end and doesn't feel like it's a sprint. It's simply we can take on collaborations and also hire yourself a VA. If you don't know how, I have plenty of great people that can help you, right? Can refer you to different companies that you can talk to. And that's how we elevate. It's not all about we have to do everything. We just need to understand our process and direction. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. This is the, the beauty of being a visionary and a leader is that you understand what you're best at and you are willing to connect and bring in those who are the best at what they do. And together, what can you achieve? What can you create? Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Perfect set. And, and at the time, everybody needs to grow. And it's okay. You are step 10 versus some else is at step 20. And don't compare your step 10 with their 20, right? It's not their life. It's not your life. It's okay. And uh, sometimes we feel like we need to to be perfect and everything. And that's too tiresome. That's not human. Um, And Thank you. (laughs) Right. And and why would you want it to get to that point, right? Or people can say, I strive for it. Great, you strive for it. But if you don't have it, it we should still be able to reflect on what do we have that we can already tap into. We know that you have a lot of stories that you can share for others to benefit. We want you to bring the messages that will uplift the future generations of the medical industry. However, it is not an easy path and there will be roadblocks that will prevent us from doing so. Don't let these stop and influence you. Instead, connect with your target audiences and build your brand. Sure, writing can be exhausting, but you can make things easier by taking a bracer once every week, for example. You can also make things lighter by collaborating with others to finish the book. You just need to consistently remind yourself that there is value in what you do and you don't need others' approval to publish your work. And that's the one reason I asked our speakers to do a quick whole life assessment. Um, when you see all your 10 different 
key component of life. Where are you at? Where can you leverage on more? And where can you elevate more? So, Adriana, when you saw your life bill, what was the something that popped into your head? There were two things, and really they're connected. Is right now socially, I am having a different experience than I have my whole life. I'm extremely extroverted. I'm the person who hosts the parties, who initiates the hey, let's all get together and do this, or let's go on an adventure. And just the way the world has shifted,、um, and we moved from being full time travelers, you know, being in a new Airbnb every three months and constantly meeting new friends and neighbors. To putting our roots down, moving back to Colorado, and literally being in the middle of nowhere. When people ask me, "Oh, are you near Denver?" I say, "Oh, honey, no. I'm like eight hours from Denver. I'm seven hours from Phoenix. I'm between two towns. One is seven thousand, and one's a thousand. So it's literally, you know, I got two kids, a husband, German shepherds, and cats, and I'm looking around, going, 'Oh, wait a second, right? I need people. I I need a party. And so this is the Part that I'm developing and really going. Okay, how do I create experiences and friendships, like you said, that that celebrate who I am, that align with who I am, and that I can contribute something to? And right along with that, I find that my life mission is shifting because all the major things that I have held in front of me have also shifted. My number one goal in life, I told you at the beginning, was to see the world, to travel the world, to provide that for my children. And so, what travel looks like now is different. So I'm shifting. Also, because of where my business is and how mature it is and how stable it is, I get to look at well, what more do I want to create in my legacy beyond what I do in my business? My business, I actually find, is not the only way I want to create a legacy. Right now, I'm working on. Growing enough food to provide food for my entire extended family. So, life purpose, life mission, relationships—these are in flux, and and it's actually,、um, I, I will say, I swing between, oh my god, what am I doing? To this is the most exciting time in my life, and so it's it's a fun place to be because there's tension and there's also tremendous possibility. That's amazing. I think that's the、uh, one thing you pick out right there is tension, possibility, yet a little bit. Of, oh my gosh! I think most people forget is it's not about creating all these smart goals that are doable, that's measurable, right? That that's the one way. But what are we missing is it has to feel that wow. There's endless possibility. I'm excited about it. There's some kind of emotional tie to it. Otherwise, no matter how doable it seems, you're still not gonna do it or do it in a way to create the bigger changes that truly create that life mission that you wanted. So, thank you so much for sharing that and showing your awesomeness, your uh, authenticity. Uh, I know、uh, people. Who are writing a book, who are about to publish, or have already published, going to have more questions, and then wanted to connect with you to see how they can elevate themselves as an author. So, how can people find you? They can find me at my website, which is my full name.、Um, also, amaspeaks dot com. We have resources there for those who are interested. Perfect.、Uh, any last words、uh, to share before we wrap up today? Mm. Well, I want to thank you for having me and for highlighting the power of stories. This is really how we connect to people. And I have a mentor who always says, 
once you know someone's story, once they know your story, you're never strangers again. Wow. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You're listening to me right now. Odds are you're frustrated by how healthcare practices are running today. I'm with you. I'm looking to change the conversation that we're having in this field. It starts with me, and it starts with you. I want to connect with you and get to know your own struggle or challenges within the healthcare industry. Visit sabrinarombach.com/connect, where you are going to find all of my social media platforms. Feel free to send me a direct message. If you like me, prefer speaking, then you can record a voice message on the page. Additionally, I can get you an exclusive invitation to one of my monthly collaboration think tanks that are limited to 30 healthcare disruptors. So come to sabrinarombach.com/connect and let's continue the conversation. She really gets the conversation. She understands. She's an incredible listener. We were talking about worthiness, and she really understands the concept of it, how it affects people in their businesses, in their clinics, in in their daily life, in their relationships. So I just want to encourage you to one, listen to our show, but to jump on board and start listening to this woman because she has so much insight and wisdom that you don't want to miss out. Hi, this is Emmanuel Anthony, human behavioral speaker, researcher, writer, teacher, author, and consultant. I just had the amazing opportunity to connect with Sabrina on what I think is amongst one of the most professional podcasts that I've been on.、Uh, not only is her professionalism very high, but her understanding and her knowledge as well.、Uh, working with podcasters, sometimes I'm just being interviewed, which is perfectly fine because I'm there to share my knowledge. But this is one occasion where I can definitely say that the person that I was communicating with not only was receptive and understanding to the concepts that we were communicating in terms of business and mindset and growth, but she also had, was able to elaborate and expand on those concepts. Now I've been doing this for 11 years. I've been on a lot of podcasts. I've spoken to a lot of people with a wealth of knowledge. It was very, very fulfilling and very nice to be able to communicate with somebody that not only had a plethora of knowledge but could share that. In a bite-sized and very easily understandable kind of way, if it doesn't matter what kind of knowledge a person has, if they can't communicate it to you, I've been speaking for the last ten, fifteen years in hundreds of college campuses.、Um, but to be able to speak to a peer, someone who、uh, I can see eye to eye with on the same level, it becomes a conversation.、Uh, I'm not talking to an audience.、I'm Talking to a friend, as someone that I felt like I should have met 10, 15 years ago,、um, but you know, better late than never. Here I am right now to be able to just know that I'm not alone in my thoughts,、uh, to know that there are other people out there who have reached the similar conclusions that I have with completely wayward and different life paths. To know that、uh, there are people like us out there who believe that you can do not just option A or option B, but to do both. You can have both. That you can have cake and eat it too. Without hurting other people, there's an ethical ability that one may have when they channel their empathy to reach people and to have them go far together. I'm Christine Wen. I'm a family physician, 
and um, the founder of the White Coat Romance dating app and development for um, healthcare professionals um, and the larger community of White Coat professionals. And I had the honor of being a guest on the uh, powerful and passionate healthcare professionals podcast as hosted by the wonderful and lovely Sabrina Renbrack, whom is so empowering. Um, I love her energy. I love all the work that she's doing to support healthcare professionals. And we had just a blast, like talking about um, all the things that are relevant um, in our community and all the work that we're doing. And I love uh, listening to all of her podcasts and all the guests that she's interviewing um, and all the great work that they're doing. And it's just so inspiring. Um, her energy is infectious. And I love um, that she is constantly uplifting this community. So I encourage that everybody go out there and go check out her podcast. I would go ahead and binge on all the episodes like I did and you won't regret it. 